0: You're listening to Grey Seasons Rising's podcast with Robinson's Theory, where we help men in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and beyond to become the healthier versions of themselves. We talk nutrition, fitness, libido, mental health, and developing a positive philosophy towards life. So come listen to older guys just like you who continue to set goals, push boundaries, and live life to its fullest. If you want to just stop surviving start thriving and come on and join the movement medical disclaimer our content is for educational and motivational purposes always consult with a medical professional before starting a fitness or diet plan and never stop taking medication without speaking with your doctor first Today's guest is Brian Ward. He is a husband and a father of two adult sons. He is a Marine Corps veteran, a retired championship basketball coach. Brian is currently the creator on a top-rated podcast, Dad's Up Podcast. He has coached countless fathers on learning tools and strategies in parenting. He's been featured on radio, various publications such as CNN, Look out for his first book, Dad Up. This will be a useful tool for any parent. All right, Brian, welcome to the podcast. You know, we've shared many rooms in a Clubhouse. We didn't get to really know each other, but we met each other and connected, which I thought was great. Uh, I think I, I'm a firm believer that not just great minds, but good souls, find their way to each other. Definitely wanted to have you on the podcast. So do my listeners a favor. Look, give them a little bit about your upbringing. Uh, Bring us up to present day, and then we'll get into all the great stuff that you're doing, Brian. Welcome. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate
1: it. Uh, I've been looking forward to this, and uh, it's, it's always great to meet people through a platform like clubhouse, um, build connections there, you know, as you and I spoke of before we started recording, you know, that platform was great for, for building connections like this, virtual connections, really, because you and I have never met obviously, but um, virtually connecting with people uh, like you and and like-minded people that uh, it's, it's, it's awesome. So, you know, for me, I was, uh, I'm i I'm a, I'm a California kid born and raised, uh, grew up uh, in central coast, uh, almost near the water. I was, I was out surfing all the time and played sports and all that kind of stuff in school. Um, and I had, uh, I had two parents that are still married to this day over 50 years. And my parents were, um, blue collar workers. They were constantly gone away from my life, uh, really because they had you know, jobs that to provide for the family. I have, a, I have a younger sister. So, you know, just trying to make ends meet. And I grew up, so I grew up with parents that were loving and parents that loved me, but parents that were disconnected from me. And I mean that by saying that they weren't involved in everything that I did in my life. I can count on one hand, how many sporting events they actually came to. And that's not because they didn't want to be there. It's just because they had jobs. They had to work. They couldn't be there. And so um, I was at a point where, I mean, I used to go to practices and games with my friends' parents because I didn't have a ride to get to those things. Uh, so uh, it, was, it was a tough time because as a child, we want to grow up with uh, our, our support system around us. And when we're growing up in a world where uh, can be chaotic and we're, we're growing up and trying to figure out who we are, to have that support system around you is, is huge. It's a huge part of your life. And when you have that disconnect, meaning for me, when my parents weren't around for those things, uh, I had that disconnect. I didn't know um, what it was like to really have involved parents. And I used to come home at night. My parents would still be gone at work. And I used to be the one making dinner for my sister and I, because they just weren't, they weren't there to even, you know, most of the time to cook dinner. Um, And I knew that I didn't want to be that way as a dad. When I had kids, I knew that I wanted to be somebody that was involved in my boys' lives. And when I got to be uh, a senior in high school, I was about to go off to college. Uh, I was working. I was playing sports. Um, and I told my parents that I didn't want to go to college. That I wanted to uh, just work. Um, and I graduated. I started going to community college. And during that time, I really figured out that, hey, I just I'm not into college. I just don't like it. Uh, it's, I want to take a break from school because, you know, obviously you go through school for 12 years. I wanted to take a break from school and just work. And so I t- came home one day from my classes and I told my dad, hey, I think I think I'm going to be done with school for a while. I think I just want to work and and kind of relax from school. And then I'll go back in a semester or two. I'll go back to school and get my degree. And my dad said, uh, that's fine. You can do that. Uh, that's fine. But uh, you're living in my house. And if you're not going to go to school, you're going to pay rent. And I thought, well, that's interesting. This is my house, too. uh, And I've lived here my whole life. Uh, Why would I have to pay rent? And he's like, well, we have a requirement for you. And that requirement is to get a college degree. We want you to be college educated. My parents were not. My parents barely graduated high school. And so they wanted me to have a college education. And um, so I said, well, then if... You want me to pay rent then i what if i decide to go into the military and just move away from you guys and go into the military am i i kind of i kind of put that out there as kind of a joke to my parents to, to say hey you know just kind of jab at them a little bit and my dad said that would be even better if you went into the military because you'll learn some things in there you'll learn some work ethic you'll get some responsibility uh and so it kind of backfired but i stood my ground And I ended up uh, going into the uh, United States Marine Corps, where I spent four years as a uh, air wing technician. And um, it was a great time. I learned a lot of things in the military. You know, in in the Marines, they teach you three things, how to cuss, how to drink and how to fight. (laughs) and so uh those are the three things that i learned in the military though but honestly i was uh you know i learned work ethic i learned discipline i learned responsibility and it was during that time my years in the marines that i ended up meeting my now wife um and we dated for the for the last year that i was in the military we dated um and when i got out of the military i wanted to get back to what we call in the mil- in the Marines, what we are in the military, what we call the civilian world. So I wanted to get back into the civilian life and uh, ended up getting a job at a bank. And fast forward, uh, tw- almost 26 years later, I'm still at that same bank. I still work corporate America and I'm still at that same company. Um, and we now have uh, two boys and my two boys are uh, 24 and 21. And, um, yeah, I mean that's a real quick snapshot of my life, uh, how I've how I was raised, how I grew up, and how I've kind of adapted into this adult life of of being a family man. And the right. podcast itself has been going for three and a half years, 170 uh, something episodes in, uh, and it's just been a just been a huge part of my life that uh, that I really enjoy. And and that's a whole nother story and how why that got started,
0: but yeah, that's, that's a snapshot of my life, brother. Great, great. No, it's great. I definitely appreciate you sharing. I, have a, I would like to, uh, a follow-up question on that, but definitely we wanted you to talk about your podcast and the other work you're doing. Uh, but before that, so if you don't mind sharing, so you have a 24 year old and a 21 year old. Now, did they both go to college or did they end up working? And, uh, how did you deal with that when that time came up?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, For me i always knew that i wanted to be college educated i wanted to have a degree because i at the time i thought that it would help me advance further in my career Uh, so while we were having kids when my boys were younger um, i was able to go back to school and get my degree and um, part of that was because of the of the military i had the gi bill and the gi bill paid for my schooling so i was able to go to a private university uh, during the evening times, so I was I was not only working during the day, but I was a father, I was a husband, uh, I was coaching sports, and I was going to school. And so I graduated from college, and it was it's always been my wife's a college graduate. It's always been uh, one of our requirements for our for our two sons is that they have to go to school. My uh, older son, who's 24, like I said, he is, uh, he is a graduate. He's a college graduate. He, he went to a, a Christian university in Arizona, and, and uh, he's now in the, in the sales field. Uh, he works in corporate America in the sales field. Uh, and then my younger son is now a junior uh, at that same school. Uh, he's a junior in college, so he's got about a year, about a year and a half left he'll be graduating and going off into his career and he wants to get into sports management. So, uh, so yeah, that my boys understand that, that is something that we uh, expect from them and they're uh, and they want it for themselves as well. So, yeah, so it wasn't a, it wasn't a conversation that was very difficult when they were uh, about to, you know, when they're in the last couple of years of their high school years, uh, it wasn't a conversation that was difficult to have with them. They knew that they wanted to go to college. They wanted to have a college degree.
0: So That was a very easy conversation with them. Great, 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 great. Speed up to present day. Uh, You're still working at the same uh, institution, which is great. And your boys are doing what they need to be doing. Dad Up Podcasts, tell us about it, man. I mean, I know a lot about it, but but my listeners don't. So that's why you're here.
1: When my younger son was a junior, or excuse me, a senior in high school, Uh, I knew that at the time my older son was in college and my young son's a senior in high school. And I knew that his time in high school was about to end. He was about to go off to college himself. And so I felt like this is just being completely upfront. I felt like my dad journey had come to an end. My wife and I had raised these two young men that were really good boys uh, productive men, uh, and they were about to go off and do their own thing. And I felt like my dad journey was over. Now, we know as fathers that our dad role doesn't ever end, right? right. We're always going to be connected with our kids, even when they're in their 50s, 60s, whatever it is. But I felt like I had done what I was supposed to do. Uh, God had gifted me with these two two men, and I followed his lead and raised them the way I was supposed to raise them. And now what? Now, what do I do? Uh, I was looking forward to being an empty nester with my wife because of, you know, times of, the, of spinning uh, as parents trying to raise our boys. So I was looking forward to that part. But at the same time, I was going to be missing something and I didn't know what to do. I was actually I actually felt like it was a loss. Like I felt an anxiety, I guess, in, inside of me that what do I do now? Because I'm not a parent, not I'm always going to be a parent, but I'm not that parent that I've always been. So now what? And I was talking to a family member and they said, you know, you've always been such a great dad. Why don't you start a podcast? Help dads. And I had listened to a few podcasts, didn't know much about them. And I thought, yeah, that's interesting. That might be an idea. And they said, yeah, you can interview you know, different people and how they've raised their kids. And maybe you inspire some dads out there to really help out and step up and be the dad that they're supposed to be and that is how it got started i just started doing some research on how to start a podcast and started talking to some other guys that had podcasts, and uh the ball started rolling and it's been great it has been like i said i'm 170 something episodes in um i've interviewed uh celebrities pro athletes entrepreneurs authors pastors people from all walks of life i've had moms on my show uh, I've had my own father on my show. Uh, oh, wow. so I had my boys on my show. Uh, so it's, it's just been a cool journey and I've been, you know, featured in publications. I've been featured on radio. Uh, I, CNN did a, did a, a, a segment, uh, with me last year, uh, near right. father's day. So I was on CNN, uh, talking about the show. Uh, it's just been a really cool adventure and it's something that i looked at as a hobby but now it's kind of turned into uh, more of uh, a platform a brand that people can follow and uh learn from so that's where it's at now um right now i've just started uh, the last couple of months i've just started getting into more of the coaching space where i'm helping uh, other men uh with their uh, dad responsibilities uh and i've done a lot of speaking engagements things like that i've been on a lot of podcasts obviously but, yeah, it's just been a really cool adventure. It's been fun and uh, met a lot of cool people doing it.
0: So I, I saw that recently. I thought that was fabulous that you opened up several spots for uh, men to come in for you to coach them. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? On Maybe not give us everything, but tell us what you're doing with them and what the main goal is. Yeah, so the main goal is, look, I want to help
1: dads be the best that they can be for their kids. And sometimes dads feel this um, anxiety of of having to just be that provider for the family, putting the food on the table, the roof over the head, the clothes on the back, that kind of thing. And I want to try to encourage dads that, hey, you can do those things and and provide for your family the way that you're supposed to, but you can actually also be an all-in dad. And I'm proof of it. So it's not as difficult as it may seem. There's things that you can do to, to improve those areas of your life. So that's really the goal of uh, coaching is just really walking them through what that takes and what that means. Uh, So, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a cool process. Um, And, you know, I have dads that just want to reach out to me and have a conversation, a one-on-one conversation. And I've done that. Uh, And then I've had other guys that, that, I meet with regularly to to kind of walk them through maybe struggles that they're going through. So uh it's it's really been a
0: cool, cool journey for for me. There was a um I think it was a YouTube short, maybe I think it was, Mm -hmm. but I know it was on YouTube. I saw you talking about how you had lost your cool Mm -hmm. with your one with one of your sons recently. Uh, and I love it because you're being candid, you're being honest, and that's what we need to be, right? As we say, you don't want to fake the funk and let everyone think that everything is hunky-dory all the time. Right. That everything is right. weed and, you know, rosy. And, and you can talk about that if you don't mind what had happened and, and what you did to make it uh, better for the both of you. But the second part of that question is, as a dad— there are times you have to take that stance and you have to be firm and I'd like to know how you do that if you don't mind. Yeah.
1: Um so let me just let me just say this up front. I post a lot of stuff about how to be a great dad. Uh I post a lot of stuff about um the things we need to do in order to be a great dad. But I myself I like to consider myself a great dad but I still mess up all the time. I still (laughs) make mistakes. I still mess up as a husband, as a father, I still mess up. And what I've learned over the years is that it's okay to own those mistakes. Actually, it's a lesson, not only for you, but for your kids that, Hey, we're not perfect. We're human. We're going to mess up, but it's how you, what you do with that uh, mistake that you've made is what matters. And for me, in that particular moment, uh, my boys have known that about me—that I, tr- I, I am—I make mistakes. Uh, but they are at an age now where they call me out on it, and I love that about them because it—it it tells me that hey, they feel safe enough around me to call my bluff, to call me on my BS, right? They feel safe enough to say, hey, that's not right, that's not okay. And my boys will tell me that. And in this particular um, moment, it was a weekend and my younger son was home from college and he was only home for the weekend. Uh, And for whatever reason, and I can't put my finger on it, be honest, but for whatever reason, I was really uh, not in a good space, headspace. I was in a kind of a funk. I was in a bad mood, uh, a little impatient, uh, and I was lashing out. I was uh, speaking to my younger son in a way that wasn't um, appropriate, and he called me on it. He's like, "Hey, you need to chill. You need to relax. You're that. I don't like the way you're talking to me right there. You didn't need to handle that. Hey, you know, you didn't need to talk to me that way." And uh, it took me a couple times, and I realized that, yeah, he's right. I, I'm, I'm messing up. And Mm -hmm. I had to go to him and say, you know what? Hey, dude, I apologize. I I I have been short with you today, and uh, that's my bad. And I'm going to do whatever I can to fix it, but I want you to know that I'm sorry. And we gave each other a hug, and that was that. And I just made sure that uh, I was aware of it. Uh, So what I learned in those times is that... I've had many of those moments over the years. Many, many, many of those moments. Uh, right. And what right. I've learned is that hey, it's okay for us to to make these mistakes. But how do we correct them, and how do we move forward? And so that way, if it happens again, we're more aware of it the next time. Uh, and uh, yeah, my boys are my boys know that there's that my home is a safe space. And if they need to talk to me about something, something that's on their mind, even if it's something that's I that I did or their mom did. Uh, it's okay. And we can, we have those, those talks. We, we talk about things like that. So, for the fact that my son was able to come to me and say, Hey, dude, I, I, no, nah, that's not okay. How you talk to me right there, that you, you're, that's not appropriate. And, right. uh, he called my bluff and I acknowledged it and we moved on and we had to, we had a great re- uh, rest of the weekend uh, that he was home after that. So, that's, I mean, for dads out there, we go through these struggles of trying to be um, everything that we're supposed to be and living up to everybody's expectations. And sometimes that can be overwhelming. Sometimes that can be tough. But if we do mess up, it's okay for fathers, mothers too. This isn't just for dads. This is for moms too. It's okay for us as parents to say, hey, I messed up. And that was not OK how I handled that. And I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that doesn't happen again. Will you forgive me? Because I'm sorry. <laughs> and I think if you have those conversations,
0: uh, you'll have a much better level of communication with your kids. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I, I definitely practice that as well. Uh, I think it, it, they really see when you're able to say, look, I messed up. It's easy for them to say, I messed up when the time comes. Mhm. Dad's carried a lot of ego uh and we have to learn to keep our our
1: ego in check. And I think those are, you know, that particular moment I could have I could have been, you know, stern and 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 headstrong in my uh, approach with him and said no, uh, this is I'm your father and this is how it's going to be. But that's not the way we should handle things with our kids because that's just going to help you, uh, or that not help you, but that's just going to create that disconnect, uh, between you and your child. Uh, so and that level of communication will break down. And then when something else happens later on, if maybe it's with them, they're not going to feel comfortable coming to you and talking to you because they don't know how you're going to handle it. What dad is going to show up or what mom's going to show up. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's okay to, to, uh, to put your ego aside and, and, and say, yeah, I, I, I messed up dude.
0: Right. So how do you then help the parent who has to be strong and they have to stick by their guns uh, or their word mm-hmm. and no, this is, I'm not, I'm not budging. Right. So do you have a, a method or, or a technique that you can give dads?
1: Yeah, I think I think when it comes to that, uh, there's different situations or different scenarios that have to keep in mind. First off, is your child in danger or is there safety at risk? Uh, If that's an issue, then that's easy to make that decision and say, no, I'm not budging on this." Whatever it is, whatever it is, it may be. Uh, Maybe it even be a a friend that they want to go hang out with. And you're not that friend's not a good influence uh it 's okay to 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 be strong. we have to have guidelines for our children to follow we have to and they have to respect that um, both my boys respected our guidelines uh, However, if there are situations where there can be some level of negotiation between you and your child that 's okay too to have those uh conversations. I think it has to start with a conversation listen i 'm going to remain firm in my answer here. But this is why I'm not budging. This is why. And give that explanation to your child, help your child understand that. Now, your child may not understand, your child may still be frustrated with your decision, but you have to be willing and be able to explain or back up or have reasons, specific reasons as to why you're remaining strong in your decision or why you're Mm -hmm. remaining firm in your decision. Uh, I think that is where the um, level of communication has to go. Uh, it's not just no, because I said so. That that really doesn't work with kids. Uh, no, because I said so is not, is not really an answer. They need to understand it. Right. Provide that level of understanding to them. So explain to them, listen, my answer is no, but this is why I'm saying no. And then list them. Boom, 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 boom. This is why and you may not like those reasons or 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 my reasons behind my answer but this is why and I, I expect that respect from you and you have to you have to respect my decision
0: yeah that's wonderful now uh great stuff and i and i'm hoping the listeners are really taking away uh some gems here do you mind telling the my my listeners how old you are i'm going somewhere with you. Yeah, I'm 50. I just turned 50 in December. So this is great because my podcast is for men over the age of 49. And I noticed that you're on like day 40 something in your uh, (laughs) fitness quest, which I think is great. So I want you to talk about that. And the reason why is I want older gentlemen to understand that, you know, they need to stop just surviving, until they die and start thriving while they're alive. Mm-hmm. And I, I really push that. And I say that older guys should continue to set goals and push boundaries. And clearly you're doing that. You just said that you were, you've you been working for one institution pretty much since you left the Marines, right? And you're 50 years old. So what was that over 30 years, you said? Am I correct? Uh, uh, almost 26, actually. I'm sorry, 26 years. And you could just do that right? Until you retire and be fine, I'm right. sure. But right. You're deciding to push boundaries and set even more goals for yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. Because why? Number one, you have experience and you want to pass on this experience, which I think is incredible. But let's get to why. So why, so why are you all a only 50 years old? I'm going to start working out. I mean, I'm going to do it. I think if I'm correct, you've been doing it for 40 something straight days. Yeah. 46 Am I or
1: 47. Yeah. I just, I just posted about it this morning, actually 46 or 47 days in a row, 46 today was 46. So yeah, it's interesting when I was, uh, when I was reached, listen, when I was in the military, they, one of the things you have to do in the military is you have to stay in shape. You have to constantly go through fitness tests and stuff like that. And I hated it. I hated doing the pull-ups. I hated doing the push-ups, the sit-ups, the running. I couldn't stand it. For whatever reason, when I started reaching my 30s, I started getting into running. Uh, and so running has always been part of my life. I've always liked to go for a run. Sometimes it helps me to uh, release stress if I'm having a bad day. Sometimes my wife will even say, hey, you're, you're not in a good headspace right now. You need to go for a run. Uh, and so it helps me to uh, kind of relax. So when I was in my thirties, I decided I'm going to start, I'm going to take up running. I kind of, kind of starting to get to like it a little bit. And I hired a running coach and he trained me, got me ready I, and got me ready to, uh, to run a marathon. And oh, wow. so in my thirties, I ran my first marathon. Uh, and since then I've ran uh, several marathons, but over the last couple years, particularly over the last couple of years, um, I started noticing that I was starting to put on a little bit of weight. Uh, I wasn't devoted as much to running as I used to be. I would go out on the weekend, maybe for a run, but during the week, it was really hit or miss uh, whether I went for a run or not. And I realized that I'm not getting any younger and the weight is not coming off like it used to. When I was in my 30s, I could go for a run a couple times a week and eat whatever I wanted. And I would drop, I would just shed weight. It was just coming off now that ain't happening. And so I realized that, Hey, because I'm not getting any younger and because I want to be here as long as possible for my kids. Um, I went and got a, a, um, uh, I went and got a, uh, physical and, end of last year, I went and got a physical and they told me that I was not quite, but I was on the verge of a type two diabetic. And I was also my blood pressure uh, had been elevated for uh, the later part of last year. It started uh, rising pretty, pretty steadily. I have a history of heart disease in my family and um, I have a history of type two diabetes in my family. And my wife, my wife is actually a type one diabetic, but um When the doctor told me that, I realized, okay, I got to make some changes. And so I thought this new year is going to be a focus on really working on personal uh, health. And I thought, what a cool goal to have to be able to say I worked out every single day in 2023. So 365 straight days. That's, that was a goal that I had thought of on my birthday, which is December 30th. On my birthday, I thought, I'm going to do that. Towards starting January 1st, I'm going to start working out every single day, and I'm going to try to keep it up for 365 straight days. I know the importance of rest. I know the importance of making sure that we're getting the right rest for our bodies when we do work out. Uh, so I do have that kind of worked into the program as well. Uh, but I started talking to a couple of my buddies. One of them is uh, on my personal board of directors, and we can talk about that too. But my personal board of directors, he's a he's a fitness uh, uh, was a former pro bodybuilder and a fitness um, expert. Uh, and um, actually, you might know him. Uh, but uh, he is uh, he he was talking to me at one of my board meetings with him. He was talking to me about my health. and I told him what I was doing. He thought it was great. And so he started giving me some guidelines and stuff as far as my eating and as far as my vitamin intake and all that kind of stuff. So I am 46 days in. Uh, I work out um, Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays. I'm lifting weights, whether it's uh, legs, upper body, my back, my core, Uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays and Saturdays. I go for my runs. So I still get my runs in. And then Sundays, that's my rest day. Now, Sundays, what I do on my rest day is I go for a walk. I actually don't run. I don't lift weights. I go for a walk. And it's just like a two-mile, maybe two-and-a-half-mile walk. Uh, and it, that's my that's to allow my body just to rest but keeps my body moving. And another reason why I'm doing it for a, those consecutive 365 consecutive days is the m- m- more I build the habit of actually moving my body, the more it's going to be ingrained in me. So my hope is at the end of this year that I'm going to be so um, used to working out every single day that it's just going to continue automatically. It's not going to be, well, December 31st this year, I reached 365, so now I'm now it's time to, to hit the brakes. I'm hoping that by the end of this year, I'm going to be so used to going to the gym or so used to, to getting out and exercising that it's just going to be a natural part of my um, being. And help me stay healthier. Um, I'm not, like I said, I'm not getting any younger, and I want to be here for my family as long as possible. And with the health history of my current family, I want to make sure that uh, that I'm doing everything I can as a
0: person to take care of myself, so I have a, I live a longer, healthier life. I love that. I love that. And thank you for sharing. I definitely appreciate that. Uh, so a couple more things before we let you go. I know you're a busy man. Uh, what is this board of directors, personal board of directors? Come on, talk to us about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I had, uh, it's been going now for
1: two years and I had come up with the idea uh, back then. I thought, you know, companies have board of directors and the board of directors job at a company is to make sure the company is staying healthy and make sure that it's continuing to run the way that it's supposed to run, supposed to operate. And I thought, why can't people have board of directors for them to help them continue to run and operate the way that they're supposed to operate. Uh, And so that was kind of how the idea got started. Um, And so I reached out to several people that I knew uh, asking them if they would be willing to be on a personal board of directors. Uh, And these 8 guys that are on there um, all help in various areas of my life. They all report to me but I have entrepreneurs on my board. I have uh, somebody who's big in faith on my board. Um, they're all married except for one. All of them are married and have kids that are on my board. Uh, one of them is a financial planner on my board to help me with that area of my life. And I have several guys that are um, brand experts on my board. Um, the guy that's... And I have a fitness guy that's on my board. And that fitness guy is... Uh, you might know him, Matt Storm. Um, (laughs) I met through Clubhouse. So Matt's on my board. Um, So these guys are all on my board and we meet every other month. And I made them actually, I wrote up a contract for them. Uh, And that contract is promises that they're going to keep to me to help me elevate my life. My goal in my life is to make sure that I get a little bit better every single day. And these guys hold me accountable to that. So that contract was the promises that they have to keep to me in order to help me, and then I, mo- I gave them promises as well that I would do for them, uh, and they had to sign those contracts, and I signed the contracts as well. Uh, so, like I said, we meet every other month, and I have an agenda that we go through, and I touch on all the things that we talked about at the last board meeting. I touch, I, I then talk about all the things that have taken place over my in my life over the last month, month and a half before our last, you know, since our last meeting. And then I talk about the goals that I have for the next month or month and a half until our next meeting. And then we kind of uh, dive into each of those areas and break them down and write out kind of like a new set of goals or new set of game, like a new game plan to help me achieve those goals. Um, my studio that I'm sitting in right now wouldn't be up if it wasn't if I didn't have that board of directors, because when I was doing my podcast originally, it was from my dining room table. I didn't even have a studio. So, and obviously now I'm talking about fitness, they, they've helped me in my fitness journey. So um, they, it's just been a huge, um, huge part of my life that has really helped me be better as a human being, as a person, as a dad, as a husband, as a businessman, uh, as a brand, you know, and my podcast, everything has changed because of the board of directors. So anybody out there that doesn't have a personal board of directors, I highly recommend it. It's really beneficial uh, as long as you take it seriously, and they, like I said, they hold me accountable. Trust me they they do not let they do not let anything slide. I don't have my family members on there because uh, you know I could have had my wife on my board, but my wife will tell me anything that I want to hear, not what I need to hear. She'll tell me what I want to hear, and these guys tell me what I need to hear. Uh, so they they hold me
0: accountable. That's a fabulous idea. I'm actually thinking right now, man, I gotta maybe jump on that bandwagon. I really like that a lot. And to all my older guys, uh, to keep you uh, focused on those goals and pushing boundaries, you just might want to think about having your own personal board of directors and uh, maybe contacting you or at least listening to your podcast. So with that being said, please give my listeners a way they can contact you or listen to the podcast. Uh, yeah,
1: they can, they can reach out to me on the biggest platform I use is Instagram. Uh, I'm on all of them, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok. Uh I'm on all those uh, platforms, but the biggest one I use the most is Instagram. They can reach out to me there at data podcast. That's my Instagram handle. Uh, they can send me a DM and I answer all my DMS unless it's a weird DM. <laughs> I'm not going to answer that, but Um, I I do have people reach out to me and ask me questions. I had somebody reach out to me on my Instagram about the, about the board of directors and how, how does he get one started? Um, so anything, anything related to that type of stuff, um, I'm always, always going to answer back. If you have questions or need guidance or you want to be coached, you can reach out to me and I'll be happy to, uh, to set up a time to meet with you but um that's so that's the biggest platform to reach me on uh, but as far as the podcast goes you can find me on youtube apple spotify all the places you can get your podcast to listen to and my podcasts are videos so you can see them on youtube as well at data podcast
0: beautiful beautiful now before i let you go because i definitely heard it several times my wife is a a christian and I'm hearing, and I, I think faith plays a big part in who you are and who you have become. Want to talk a little bit about? I want to be fair and give you, of course, a platform to talk about that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when I grew up,
1: I was not um, brought into uh, having a faith based. I wasn't brought up brought up in a faith based home. My parents believed in in a heavenly father or a higher power but it wasn't prevalent in our home. And so we never went to church. We didn't do any of those kinds of things. Um, I actually grew in my faith after I got married, but when I was a child, I used to go to uh, different types of churches. Uh, I've even went to uh, uh, Mormon church with, you know, friends of mine. And uh, so I've been to Christian church, Catholic church. I went to uh, Mormon church. Uh, I did those kinds of things really just to hang out with my friends But it really uh, instilled in me a relationship with my Heavenly Father. And when my wife and I uh, got married and started having kids, we wanted our boys to be raised in a faith-based home. And so we really dove into finding a local church in our area and really started um, becoming a part of that church. Uh, So much so that we actually created a marriage couples uh, group that we used to meet uh, every other Sunday evening. And we had, at one point, we had 12 couples in our home, coming to our home every other Sunday, and we'd do a Bible study. And we did that with our boys, with, our, with their kids, with our kids, um, so they grew up around that. Um, my boys went to private school all the way up through college. And so I even got, believe it or not, I was, because I didn't grow up in a faith-based home, I wanted to, to be baptized. And uh, several years ago, when my boys were a little younger, Uh, I got, I was able to get baptized in front of them. So they were able to witness me get baptized. Uh, And so, you know, for, for those that are out there that, that have that faith um, that live in a faith-based home or that have that strong faith um, it's great. Uh, If you're not, don't have a, you know, if you don't follow any type of religion or you're not big in your faith, that's okay too. It's just for us, for me, for my boys, for my wife, it was important to us. And, um, I think that, uh, you know, having that higher power that, that we have to, um, answer to or talk to, um, or help us help guide us. I think it's really, uh, really strong. And you know what they say, there isn't a parent manual out there that really teaches us how to build a, be a great parent. And I actually disagree with that. I think there is a parent manual and it's called the Bible. And it teaches us how to be as human beings. And when you learn that Bible and you learn and you follow the the what it what it says within the Bible in the messages, um, it'll teach you how to be a good person, and that will turn into how to be a great parent. So yeah, for me that was that was the reason why I got into uh, really uh, the structure of faith and what it means to me and my family. Um, it was important, like I said, for our boys. We wanted it to be part of our boys' lives, and uh, yeah, that's 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 how I got into it and why, why it's part of my life now.
0: So I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, and I thought it was very important that you did get to share it on my uh, podcast. Well, look, Brian, this has been absolutely great. Uh, we got a lot in man in 40 minutes, usually I won this for an hour plus, but you got right to the point. I think the listeners definitely 100% got a lot from today's episode. And I just want to say thank you, uh, to all my older guys, peace and strength take care brian thank you very much for having me i appreciate it brother and uh i appreciate everything that you're doing keep it up thank you for listening to the podcast we hope you enjoyed this funky fresh episode please click that subscribe button and leave a positive review below if you want to help support the podcast please go to the bottom of the show notes in this podcast or Robinson's theory and click our affiliate link. So you can purchase quality supplements and other types of merchandise for older guys. And if you want more content, check out our YouTube channel, Robinson's theory rise of the old guys until next time. Peace and strength.